You're listening to the Professional Writer Podcast, episode 75. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business ethically with integrity. You'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook community at bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast. Well, today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is writers' conferences. We're going to talk about what they are, what goes on at these strange and mysterious places, and how attending a writer's conference or two or three or a hundred will benefit you. And I am thrilled to welcome two of my absolute favorite people in the whole world, longtime friends, colleagues, and co-directors of the upcoming 2022 West Coast Christian Writers Conference. We have with us today, Sarah Sundin and Sharon Elliott. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, so glad that you could both join us today. Now, this is my first ever episode where I have interviewed two guests simultaneously. And being that the three of us are friends, let's just say, listener, things could get slightly chaotic. Let me introduce you to both of my guests, Sarah Sundin. Sarah is a best-selling author of amazing World War II novels. I've read several of her novels, and she's just a superb writer. I think you'll really love them, especially if you enjoy World War II historical fiction. And her novels include When Twilight Breaks, and she has one coming up in February 2022 called Until Leaves Fall in Paris. When Twilight Breaks was a 2021 Christie Award finalist, and The Land Beneath Us was a 2020 Christie Award finalist, and The Sky Above Us received a 2020 Carol Award. Sarah is the mother of three adult children. She lives in California and teaches Sunday school and Bible studies, and she serves, as I mentioned a minute ago, as co-director of the West Coast Christian Writers Conference, along with Sharon, and she enjoys speaking for church community and writers groups. Now, a little bit about Sharon. Sharon has 13 published books, which span many genres from parenting to women's, to teens, to children's, to general Christian interest. Wow. (laughs) You write in a lot of genres, Sharon. (laughs) And her latest book is titled 366 Glimpses of God, Getting to Know the God Who Knows You. She is the founder and CEO of Authorize Me Consulting, coaching and editing firm and a literary agency through which she assists writers toward their publishing goals via private coaching or fun hands-on seminars. Sharon hosts two TV shows, Life That Matters and A View from the Upper Room. She works as a publishing director with HSBN Publishing. She speaks at various types of conferences, retreats, and services. And most importantly for today's discussion, Sharon is dedicated to instructing Christian authors, encouraging us toward excellence in the publishing business, And she, along with Sarah Sundin, co-directs the upcoming West Coast Christian Writers Conference. A question for you, Sharon, just real quick. Do you ever sleep? (laughs) I know, I know. I'm just so interested in everything, you know, (laughs) and and I am the new co-director of the conference. Sarah has been directing the conference. So she's really doing one year. Lion, <laughs> oh, she's doing a, a lion's share of the work right now. <laughs> I have a little secret to share with both of you as well as with our listener. A few years back, I had served on the board of West Coast Christian Writers for six years, and I directed the first ever online conference last year, last October in 2020. Before I, quote unquote, retired from the board, Susie Flory, see, I had been kind of assistant director to Susie at a couple of the previous conferences. Susie said to me, Laura, who do you think would be a good person to take your place and to eventually end up directing the West Coast Christian Writers Conferences? Because I want to serve, Susie said, I want to serve as executive director. That's a big job in and of itself. I need somebody who would be fantastic at directing the conferences themselves. 
And instantly I told her, Sarah Sundin, of course. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. <laughs> so I have you to blame. <laughs> you can blame me. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll find out more about that, listener, as we go through this episode today, because you'll get to know Sarah a little bit. And she's the queen of spreadsheets yes. and super organized, as well as very creative and just really good at corralling all those cats. <laughs> and so I'm so excited that you have now a officially become the director for the second year in a row of the conference and that you have Sharon, who is just amazing to join you. And Sharon, you are not only co-directing the conference, but you're going to be one of the keynote speakers at the conference, which is going to be February 18th and 19th, 2022 in the Bay Area. We'll find out more about that in a few minutes, along with literary agent Steve Lobby. Now that's an interesting combo. You and Steve <laughs> together. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we're going we're to stir it up. <laughs> yeah, she is an amazing mm-hmm. keynote speaker. Everybody just loves Sharon. Mm-hmm. So Aww. that in itself is worth the price of admission to the conference yes. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to just share candidly with you. We're going to have a three-way conversation here as friends, and we're going to talk about our own writers' conference experiences and what led each of us to where we are today in leadership roles in various writers' conferences. When and why did you attend your first writers' conference? And then talk a little bit about what that very first conference experience did for you as far as how it impacted your life or your writing. This is Sarah. I had started writing in the year 2000. I had no idea what I was doing. It was completely unconnected with other writers. My mother was on a bowling team with Kathy Collard Miller, who was a multi-published author. And so my mother's bragging about her daughter, the writer. At that point, I hadn't even finished my first novel. And Kathy's like, hmm, have her give me a call, which now that I'm published myself, I realize how huge that was for a multi-published author to open up and have a complete newbie call her with all my, and I had dumb, 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 dumb questions. She was so sweet with me. But the most important thing she said to me was, you need to start going to writers' conferences. And she mentioned Mount Hermon. And I looked it up online. It was a five-day conference. At that point, I had very young children at home. My youngest was still in diapers. Like, oh, there's no way I can do a five-day conference. Found one in Sacramento, American Christian Writers. It was a one- or two-day conference. I went for one day. And my whole purpose in going to that conference was, this is a place I can find out how to get my book published because it was perfect and everybody needed to read it. So I walked into that (laughs) conference, walked right up to the book table and said, where's a book that can show me how to get my book published? And the lady, it was Lynn Johnson, for those of you who might remember her, um, Lynn Johnson, she she smiled at me. She says, hmm, is this your first writer's conference? (laughs) I said, yes, it is. And where's that book? And she held up another book. She said, might I suggest self-editing for fiction writers? And I I didn't say this out loud, but I'm thinking to myself, mm, I got A's in English. I, I really don't. I, I know my grammar. It's like, that's, that's sweet of you. Well, I decided to put off getting the books until later. I uh, went to the conference itself, heard from Lee Roddy and Cecil Murphy. Uh, I mean, I had no idea how, what an incredible experience it was to hear from those two outstanding authors and learned that I was doing everything wrong, but I also learned how to fix it. And then I went right back to the book table and said, where's that self-editing book? <laughs> because I did need it. As most writers do, I went for the purpose of getting my book published and left realizing I got, gained far more important things, which is learning the craft, learning about the industry and meeting other writers. And those became my three most important reasons to go to a writer's conference. And then obviously getting published is part of it too. But that was that was my first conference. <laughs> Okay. I think that that's probably how most of us or many of us approach our very first writer's conference. We're like, I've got a book or I've got a book idea or I've got a book manuscript. I'm going to go get her published. (laughs) It's like, good news, everybody. I've arrived with your dream book. Come get it now. (laughs) And that's okay. Because that passion and enthusiasm that you have for your first baby, um, that drives you and that keeps you going when things get tough. How about you, Sharon? Tell us about your first Writers' Conference experience. I had been writing a deep, intense Bible study on Proverbs 31. And one of my friends 
you know, the ladies at church, right? One of them looked at it and said, oh, this would be a good book. Never considered that before. I was a reader, of course, and I wrote things. And so I said, hmm. And right on the heels of that, as the Holy Spirit will do, I heard a radio announcement for the Writers' Conference at Biola. So this was back in the early 90s. I too, like Sarah, had little kids at the time. They weren't in diapers, but the youngest one was two. Uh, Yeah. So they were two and four years old, and I had just gone back to work. Enlisted the grandmother still, took time off from school, and went to this conference. Just before the conference, I had met a gentleman in Kinko's while I was taking my manuscript, my whole manuscript, <laughs> that was typed single space. Oh my goodness. A hundred and some pages. I was taking it to Kinko's to get it bound <laughs> so that it would be neat and presentable. <laughs> I got to the conference. Girls, I put a cardstock cover, made a cover, front cover, and a back cover, which had about the book and about the author with my picture on the back. Yeah. It was beautifully done. So anyway, <laughs> at this Kinko's, there was this gentleman who was making a big poster size copy of the front of a magazine. It was called Christ Teen Magazine the magazine for African-American Christian teenagers. And with my shy and retiring self, <laughs> I looked at this and I said, oh, what is this? Okay, so he started telling me about the magazine. So fast forward then to I'm at the conference, first day at the conference, there's this man. He's also at the conference seeking information about publishing a magazine. He was just brand new. He was doing it all himself. Oh, and by the way, Sarah, Kathy Collard Miller was a speaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. At that amazing. And I had been reading her books you know, and things like that. So it was a combination of I was just so excited about talking and hearing and learning from people whose books I read and from publishers, you know, whose books I read and then meeting people in this industry and all by the end of the conference. I discovered that I was a writer. Mm -hmm. I didn't just write things. And then that meant, oh, okay. So now this whole industry, I've got to know, like everything there is to know about (laughs) it. I've been going to conferences ever since, but that connection with that gentleman at that conference, he asked me if I would help him with the articles. And I figured... I teach high school English. Sure, I can correct grammar, you know, whatever. In articles, I didn't even know because I knew none of the lingo or anything. I didn't even know that I had become a magazine editor. (laughs) And it was because of that connection and the people I was meeting and all that moved forward into being on faculties and things like that. And I know that's moving into your next questions, but (laughs) (laughs) don't get ahead of us. Well, my first writer's conference experience was in 2003. There was a Christian writer's conference in the Seattle area. And a good friend of mine had a book proposal that she wanted to take to a writer's conference. And she was so excited about this upcoming writer's conference. And she told me all about it. And I'm like, writer's conference, what's that? I've never heard of a writer's conference before. Now, I, like you, Sharon, had been an English teacher. I had been a high school English teacher and journalism teacher. I Mm -hmm. have a master's degree (laughs) in teaching English. I'm like, why do I need to go to a writer's conference? I already know everything there is to know about writing. (laughs) I teach writing. And I also teach English and teach writing. And I had been a freelance writer for about six or seven years at that time. I was writing articles for magazines. I thought, what can they teach me? So I kind of went with that negative (laughs) attitude. Uh, But I went to support my friend Jen, who had a book proposal, and I also had an idea for a book. So I thought, well, okay, I'll just take that idea with me and join one of these small group 
pitching sessions to pitch my book. And they're, of course, going to say yes, because I'm a good writer. I know I'm a good writer. And they'll just accept my book just like that. Just like Sarah, you know, you had your <laughs> your book all ready to go. And the perfect. world was just waiting for it, right? It was. Well, I had it my was. whole manuscript. Right? She did. I know. <laughs> yeah, you had your manuscript bound. And I mean, all I had to do I was I didn't even photocopy it. Manuscript. That was <laughs> <laughs> so I went to this conference in Seattle and I did my first ever what we call an elevator pitch, which is supposed to be like a short 30 second or less pitch that you do to an agent or editor. And then they say, Ooh, I'm just wowed by what you have to tell me. And yes, I'll offer you a contract right now. So I did my first elevator pitch in an elevator. <laughs> Uh, in an actual elevator. Classic. It was Nick Harrison, who was uh -huh. the editor at Harvest House at the uh -huh. time. And we were in the elevator together. And he said, oh, tell me about this book idea that you have. You know, just making polite conversation. And so I did my first ever elevator pitch to Nick. And he promptly, well, let's just say he did not accept my proposal. <laughs> A little underwhelmed. He shut down. <laughs> And anyway, needless to say, there were a lot of tears at that conference among my roommates and I, because all of our proposals got shot down over and over and over again. And my mom had just passed away three weeks before that conference. And I felt as if I had not smiled or laughed in months because she had cancer and the end was very difficult. The keynote speaker at that conference was Liz Curtis Higgs. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. For those of you that aren't familiar with her, she is one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah. And laughter was truly good medicine for me at that conference. And I always thank her for helping me to laugh and smile again for the first time in many months. How did you progress from being this writer's conference newbie to co-directing a major writer's conference. And Sharon, I know that you have directed more than one writer's conference. Sarah, is this your first directing gig? It is. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, let's talk about our journey. How did we get where we are now? It took me 20 years. First 10 of it was waiting to get published. I went to my first writer's conference in 2000. My first book came out in 2010. Mm -hmm. So that was exactly 10 years. I eventually was able to go to Mount Hermon. I was able to go to Christian Writers Seminar in Castro Valley, California, which has now become the West Coast Christian Writers Conference. And I just soaked in as much as I can with the learning and learning about the industry. And I kept submitting and kept getting rejected and submitting and rejected and submitting rejected for 10 years. And finally received a contract due to a submission at Mount Hermon. So there's the key to the Writers Conferences. Um, it did happen signed with my agent because of the connections I had made at conferences. As soon as I could start teaching, because I love teaching. It's my spiritual gift. You know, over the years, I just started teaching more and more and started teaching at West Coast. And four years ago, Susie Flory, who was you know, on, on the leadership team, said, hey, listen, we have all of us on the leadership team are nonfiction writers and we need a fiction voice. And I said, oh, yes, you do. You only had two, like two or three workshops for fiction writers last year out of like 40 workshops. Like the fiction <laughs> writers are, are like Sorry. starving. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so they, they put me on the board so I could at least speak up for us poor fiction writers. Then they discovered my spreadsheet <laughs> superpower. And um, they're like, hey, you know, you're kind of good at this programming stuff. So the next year I was programming director. And then the next year I became co-director with Susie. And now I'm co-directing with Sharon. You have a, a power like spreadsheets in a writing community where most writers are like allergic to spreadsheets because they, they hint of numbers and numbers are the enemy. So we're just, I'm a pharmacist by trade, so I love numbers. So when you have something like that, you find yourself doing things that you might not otherwise have done, but I really love it. I really, I really enjoy it a lot. So yeah, it was a 20 year process for me. That's such a good point, Sarah, as I remember the first couple of years that I served on the West Coast Christian Writers Board of Directors, there were five of us to start with. This was before you came on board. Yeah. And every single one of us had a different superpower. 
And we would look at each other and go, ooh, that thing that you do, I just can't stand it. That would drive me nuts if I had to do that. But I love doing this thing that I'm mm -hmm. really good at. And yeah. every one of us had a different thing that we excelled at, that yeah. we were gifted at. And that's what made for such an amazing team was because mm -hmm. we had this whole array of different skill sets and everyone was so passionate about their area of expertise. And we all loved each other and wanted to serve the writers as well. How about you, Sharon? Tell us about your journey to becoming a Writers' Conference director. Again, like I said, that magazine at that first conference, the gentleman I met at that first conference who, uh, you know, put me on that magazine, opened the door to being on faculties because I could get people published. I, too, believe one of my spiritual gifts is teaching, encouraging, admonishing, all that other stuff being able to teach and get people published, <laughs> okay, like I said, open that door. And so after Biola, I went to Mount Hermon and I was a conferee, but I had the magazine. And I introduced the magazine to Dave Talbot, who was directing Mount Hermon's conference. He brought me up to the front and looked around and basically what should I say, introduced my other superpower, which is that I'm African-American. <laughs> I was the only African-American at that conference. And he asked, what could we do to help, mm. you know, bring the African-American community, you know, more people in. And I said, put me on the faculty. <laughs> you know, because when we looked at the brochure, there were no brown faces. I don't know if that twisted his arm or <laughs> I was on Mount Hermon's faculty for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, and from there, I had met the director of the Sandy Cove Conference, which is in Northeast Maryland, so all the way across the country. And so I started being on faculty there and then became a co-director and then a director at Sandy Cove. I spoke at other mm -hmm. conferences as well. And in the meantime, my books were being published. I self-published that first book on uh, Proverbs 31. And the second book my husband and I self-published was about the teens in the Bible. What? Teenagers in the Bible? Mm -hmm. And that book is still in print a long time ago. But then agents weren't coming to conferences at that time. And so you had to make those relationships, right, with the publishers. And being at a conference, you get to sit face to face, right, with, with agents and with publishers. And at that time, there were no agents. So I was making those relationships. And that's how I started getting my uh, first contracts from those people who I met at writers' mm -hmm. conferences. I have to mention something about what teenagers in the Bible <laughs> because I remember the first Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference I ever attended. I walked into the bookstore. This was the day before the conference started, and all the authors were unpacking their books to sell at the book table in the conference bookshop. Sharon was there unpacking copies of Teenagers in the Bible. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a real author that I'm meeting with her book. <laughs> And I had teenagers at the time, young teenagers, and I thought this would be perfect for them. And so I immediately bought a copy of your book from you. And that's how we met. <laughs> and since then, we have spent many hours, it, it seems like we have spent many hours at writers' conferences or after writers' conferences, driving around in cars, looking for places to eat. <laughs> oh, yes. That's, that's oh, one yes. of my, my Absolutely. big memories. My relationship with Sharon revolves around food. <laughs> It's all right. It's all about food. That's right. <laughs> okay. So how did you become... Spiritual and physical. Yes. <laughs> how did you become the co-director of West Coast Christian Writers Conference, Sharon? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh that, was, that was Susie and me working together. Do I need to ask Sarah? <laughs> yeah. No, that was Susie and me working together because I'm the one who wanted Sharon on faculty. Because I remembered your storyboarding workshop and how, you know, just you were just so amazing at Mount Hermon. It's like, I want her on faculty. And we brought her in like, oh, my goodness, she's an amazing teacher. And so then the next year you were a keynoter and then they were we were looking for somebody else to put on the board. And it was just like 
Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. And Susie's like, yeah, she did Sandy Cove. And so between the two of us, we're like, yeah, we want her. <laughs> so, and the other thing is the whole spreadsheet thing. I'm a detail person. I'm a um, take care of the little things, the logistics type of person, but I will overlook the big picture. And I'm an introvert. Sharon is an extrovert <laughs> and an she's introvert. a passion person and she's a, dr- she's driven and she's big picture person. And she's like my opposite, which is ex- like what Laura was saying, you want people with different gifts. And sh- Sharon is that. And I love that because I need somebody with that passion and drive. Cause I'm like, wait, let me see what color I can make the spreadsheet. So that the numbers stand up perfectly. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm nerding out when somebody's like, yay, conference. <laughs> so <laughs> so it was, she's a great foil for me. Yeah. And besides, I just love her. She's amazing. The whole love that we have for each other is the key, I think, that makes writers' conferences and writers' conference teams work. We spent time together, how many days? Three or four days together mm-hmm. uh, at the planning conference. Yeah, two or three days, but yeah, it was you know, wonderful. And it was just neat, you know, mm-hmm. just to be together. And it was, it was like a big sleepover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And yeah, we had to work. Susie made us work. so yeah i agree with what both of you are saying and i think that meeting people at writers conferences meeting a fellow attendees meeting faculty and meeting the directors who are by the way very approachable they're just people too so we're talking with two of them here today Several writers' conference directors guided and encouraged me along the way. They really spotted my desire to help other writers, and they invited me to teach at their conference. I was just unknown person, and they knew that my gift was teaching, just like Sarah's and Sharon's is. And so that led to invitations to teach at conferences, which led to invitations to teach at more conferences, which led to keynoting at a conference, which is something I will never do again because I learned (laughs) that I am not a keynote speaker. I would much rather teach mentoring classes to a small group of people or small group workshops or work one-on-one with people. Those are my superpowers, not keynoting. By doing different types of things at writers' conferences, I also learned what I'm not good at and what I should not be doing. Susie Flory one day contacted me and she asked me if I'd like to serve on the board of what was going to become West Coast Christian Writers. And as Sarah mentioned before that, it was known as Christian Writers Seminar and had been directed by our dear friend, John Drury, who ran it as a ministry of the church where he was a pastor. I told Susie, well, you know, I I don't have any experience directing writers conferences and I live in Washington and this conference is in the Bay Area of California. So why would you want me to be on the board? She said that she liked my marketing skills and my branding skills. And so I served as the marketing director of West Coast Christian Writers for six years. And then one year, as I mentioned, I was Susie's assistant director. And then last year I directed the first online conference. So I am no longer directing, but that was, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And serving on the board was one of the highlights of my professional writing career. Let's move on and talk about the West Coast Christian Writers Conference that's coming up in February. I would like to ask each of you what you will be teaching at the conference, because in addition to directing the conference, these two are gluttons for punishment. They're also teaching some things at the conference. (laughs) Well, I'm teaching one workshop. I'm I'm trying to play it light because... um of all the directing stuff I'll be doing, but I'm, te- I'm a brand new workshop for me, which is called setting the scene about writing scenes for novels. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also be taking coaching and critique appointments and leading a round table. All the faculty will be doing that, by the way. Can you tell us a little bit about coaching and critique and round tables? What's the difference between that? And for those people that have not been to the conference before and are thinking about attending, what should they know about those two, Actually, two factions of the conference? Three different types of appointments at West Coast. We're going to have editor and agent appointments. So like Sharon is an agent, so she'll be taking editor and agent appointments. Now, those are a little add-on cost. I think we're charging $40 for those. But you'll have 15 minutes to meet with an editor and agent. You can either pitch your idea or you can just ask them questions and dialogue with them, get to know them, which I strongly recommend. Um, The other one we offer is what we call coaching and critique appointments, which are faculty. Most of them are published authors. Some of them are experts, like like Laura is an expert with website and blogging and 
online stuff. Well, we can sit down with you for 15 minutes with a sample of your writing, which we'll have received in advance. We can look over it and we'll sit down with you for 15 minutes and chat about your writing and areas you can prove it, what you're doing well and next steps that you can take. Um, the last one's what we call Roundtable, and this was innovated by our wonderful agent, Wendy Lawton, who is also on mm-hmm. faculty. And basically, it is eight people in a circle with a published author or an agent or an editor, and each person gets a certain amount of time to be on the hot seat. And you can ask questions, you can brainstorm a question, you can just say, hey, what's it like to be an author? Or tell me about the life of an agent. You can ask questions, whatever you want to do, and it lasts for about an hour, The idea of this is that it's low stress and being in a group environment is, especially if you're meeting with editors and agents in a group environment is just so much less stressful and, but everybody gets a chance to talk or have questions. And if you're new. Yes. Especially if you're new. Yeah. You don't want to have a one-on-one. The thought of a one-on-one appointment terrifies (laughs) you. A round table is perfect because you can just kind of sit there and listen. And it's a really great, great opportunity. Each faculty member is going to lead a roundtable. Tennies will pick their roundtable just looking at their bios or what they're speaking on. And so it'll kind of self-sort into topics. I will probably get the historical fiction people because I write historical fiction. Everybody who attends the conference will have an opportunity to attend one or more roundtables. One roundtable. We're going to have one one hour where everybody goes to a roundtable. So you'll pick your roundtable in advance. And when you register, you'll Mm -hmm. pick your roundtable. So people who are interested in going to West Coast, I strongly urge you go to our website and get familiar with our faculty and and decide who you'd like to meet with because you want to pick that out at registration time. And in terms of the coaching and critique, do those need to be scheduled ahead of time also? At, At registration, you can pick your coaching critique, whoever you want to have a look at your your writing. And those are optional. If you don't feel like you're ready to have somebody look at your material, you don't have to. But it is it is a great opportunity. Even if you're a brand newbie and you don't know what you're doing, we understand that. Uh, we're not going to mm-hmm. say, oh, this is not ready to be published. That's okay. We, we're going to meet you. We're going to meet you where you are. And like, what's the next step for you? Maybe there's a book we can recommend for you at, at your early stage in writing. And, and we can also tell you what you're doing well. And Gosh, isn't that a nice thing to hear? Like when I'm reading novel, um, novel first chapters, like you've got a really good sense of character. I can see that character. I can feel what he's feeling. That just makes you feel great when you're a beginning writer. One coaching critique session is included free and in conference registration. Uh-huh. And then if we have open slots as gets closer to reg- uh, conference time, we may open it up to have a second one if there's still slots open. I love the coaching and critique because I specialize in things like blogging, email marketing, websites. And so people will just bring their laptop in and they'll show me their website and they'll say, okay, what can I fix on my homepage in 15 minutes or less? You know, And yeah. so we, we walk through and I do a quick evaluation of their website, of their homepage or whatever page they want me to look at. Or they might bring in a draft of a newsletter article they're writing and say, could you look over this and let me know how I should structure it or what I can do here or there? And so it doesn't have to be a book manuscript that you're receiving coaching or critique on. It can be pretty much whatever question you might have that you would like a subject matter expert to assist you with and give you some feedback on. And the cool thing about being in person is that you get to sit with people at Mm -hmm. at meals and, Mm -hmm. you know, on the bench outside Mm -hmm. or things like that. It's not always a formal meeting that can be a God moment. My favorite moments at conferences have been those unscripted ones, those times where somebody was crying and I sat down with them and skipped a workshop and, you know, we became friends over that. Those have been my best moments at conferences. Piggybacking on what Sharon was saying about the sitting down with people, it's so crucial because we say we want an agent or we want an editor. And that's true. We do. But... When you have an agent, I've had my agents, I signed with her in 2008. We've been working together for 13 years, but I got to know her first at a conference because Mm -hmm. I saw her in action. I thought, I like her. I like how she thinks. I like how she works. Um, She has a very calm demeanor. I knew that her, because I've been going to conferences for so long, I knew that her agency was very highly respected in the Christian writing world. So I knew this was an agency I wanted to work with. This came from going to conferences. 
establishing these relationships is more than, oh, I found somebody who's actually willing to publish my book. It's like, is this somebody I, I want to work with? And they're also looking at you. It's like, is this somebody I want to work with? Is he professional? Does he you know, meet his deadlines? Does he follow directions? So they're looking for a lot more than just the writing itself. They're looking for somebody they want to have a partnership with. So these one-on-one meetings, even if it's casual, just saying hi in the hallway, they're really crucial for building those relationships. Oh, yeah. How about you, Sharon, from the perspective of a literary agent, what would you say about the one-on-one meetings in terms of what are you perhaps looking for in a prospective client? I think Sarah really covered it. I have to be able to get along with my clients. I consider my clients a family. So Authorize Me Literary Agency, A-M-L-A, we call ourselves the AMLA family. It's not only a one-to-one, me with the clients, but we're building a community. They pray for each other. And every now and then I have a Zoom meeting with everybody, right, (laughs) to talk about what's going on. And I send out emails when someone gets a contract and they respond back one-on-one and things like that. So I'm looking for people who are open to learn. Like some people, right, go to their first conference figuring, I know everything. For someone who is willing after yes. that first conference to say, I don't know a thing. And I, yes. <laughs> you know, I need some help. All right. And I've been in this business now for 30 years. So I know some things. And I appreciate it when, you know, someone actually listens and heeds the things I have to say. So definitely looking for someone who's teachable, dedicated, obviously, to their message. All those types of things are very important. That makes me think about that first writer's conference I went to, Sharon, where I thought, oh, you know, I was an English teacher. I already knew everything there was to know about writing. What I didn't know anything about was the world of publishing. Exactly. I learned at that first conference, there was just so much that I didn't know. And I know that all three of us, even though we teach at writers conferences and direct writers conferences, when we are at a writers conference, we also go to other people's workshops and we learn (laughs) because we're all lifelong learners and there's just so much to be learned all the time, new trends happening all the time in in the world of publishing. And so these faculty members that you meet, even though you may feel slightly intimidated by them, if they're an editor or an agent or a writer's conference director, they're there to learn just like everybody else is. My favorite Sharon story Uh (laughs) when we were at West Coast in 2019, the year she was the keynote, keynote speaker. And I was leading a, what we called a circle small group. Now we're, this year we're calling them crews. So it was a small group. We were meeting together all day. And I was teaching about long-term career growth and goal planning and um, all that kind of stuff. Sharon was, was bored at one point. She walked into my room and said, hey, can I hang out with you guys for a while? I'm sure. Why not? We can learn from you. She sat down. She pulled out pen and paper. I'm doing exercises. <laughs> She's doing the exercise. Yep. I'm looking like, I learned from her. I went to my first Mount Kerman, a total newbie, and she was teaching. She didn't have to. She was a keynoter. She could have gone out and, you know, hung out at the coffee shop or something. She came in to maybe learn a little bit from me, but mostly to just to hang out with the other people. And I thought, this is a person with heart. And I that's something I've mm-hmm. I've come to see in the Christian writing community with the, the faculty that I met at these conferences is just a sense of humility and as you said, continuing learning and the heart for other writers. And I, that's something that's so important at West Coast is our community and our heart for the developing writer at you know whatever they are in their journey, whether they're just starting out or they're multi-published, we just have a heart for them. This year at the conference, I'm going to be teaching outlining. That's not the title, right? (laughs) Just say T-O-C-S-Y-N-O-P. Toxinop. What's the matter? You can't read, <laughs> right? Just say toxinop. And it's it's my formula. And you'll have to come to my workshop to figure out what that is. And we oh, know it's going to be fun. This is not going to be dry out. Yeah. This is going to be fun. It's my formula for helping you to write exactly what you told the publisher you were going to write and to include all of that information in a way that's going to help you write your book more quickly and very accurately. 
that's what I'm teaching. Then, of course, I'm doing a keynote as well. And I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about that, you guys, because you know how it was at, at a writer's conference. When you're a conferee, you look at name tags oh, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. the faculty, and they're probably a different color than your name tag. It's like, oh, ooh. <laughs> I'm sitting back going, okay, okay, one day, one day, huh? you know, <laughs> I'm going to know enough about this business to have something to say. Right? <laughs> Other people. And look at, might have taken 30 years. But, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm really excited about, uh, and I've done, you know, keynotes more than more than once. So it, it's really cool. And then I'm a Baptist preacher. So mix in Baptist Watch out. preaching with keynote and that's what you get, right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn the question on you, Laura, because Laura is oh. going to be teaching at West Coast. And what are you teaching, mm-hmm. Laura? Mm-hmm. Sharon said, you know, you said you were thinking, I have something to say. When can I be a keynote speaker? And I'm thinking, no, that's not me. I'm thinking, I have something to say. When can I teach a six hour long mentoring class with a small group of people? Well, the answer is it's coming up and it's called CREW, C-R-E-W, which stands for Connection, Refinement, Equipping, and wisdom. It is an optional pre-conference day, which is happening on February 17th, 2022, where several small groups are going to be meeting in person all day long, I believe for six hours of actual coaching for an intensive interaction instruction on a specific topic. I am going to be teaching a crew called Launch a Successful Email Newsletter, which is for writers and authors who are thinking that they would like to start an e-newsletter, but they're really not quite sure how to go about doing that. And so we're going to together work on creating a free offer, which is also called an incentive or a freebie or a lead magnet, which is going to entice people to subscribe to your email list. And then we're going to learn some techniques for designing a newsletter that gets open, read, and remembered. And so we're going to do all of that in six hours of mentoring. I need to sign up for that. (laughs) And Sarah, you said that last year at the conference, Sharon came and sat in on your what is now going yeah, to be called crew. a crew. She did the same thing to me. I was teaching <laughs> on branding and websites last year and in pop Sharon. And she sat down right next to me and spent an hour with our group. And she was taking notes and participating in the conversation. And I was slightly intimidated, Sharon, because I know you teach a lot on branding. And I'm like, holy cow, the keynote speaker is here sitting next to me. And she's also a good friend. And so I wasn't too intimidated by, by that. And remember, but, I'm an author. So yeah. I have to learn and do all of these things as well. So come on now. I'm You're like welcome to attend the e-newsletter crew. If I'm trying want. to get into everything that I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the year of, of email marketing for me at the conference. I have three different specialty areas, branding, websites, and email marketing. And I kind of rotate among those three when I teach at different conferences. So this is the year of email marketing. So I'm doing that crew. And then I'm also teaching a workshop. Are those one hour, 45 minutes? 45 minutes, yes. A 45-minute workshop called Anatomy of an E-Newsletter that gets opened. And that's during the actual conference. And that's open to any conferees that would like to attend. Which reminds me, there's also going to be a digital component to this year's conference. Could you talk about? that? We have what we're calling a digital access pass, and this will be included in registration for in-person. If you register and come in person, you'll get a free digital access pass. If you can't come, you can purchase the digital access pass, which will you'll be able to watch the keynote sessions. They'll be recorded live, and then we'll, play, we'll put them up on Vimeo. And then we're going to have pre-recorded videos for all 40 plus workshops. And so there will be a six-week period for the digital access pass. And those people who have the pass, whether they come in person or they purchase the pass, can watch those keynote sessions, including Sharon. And they can watch 
all 40 of plus of those workshops if they want to. And that's kind of fun because when you go to a live conference, we're going to have seven workshops slots. So you could theoretically go to seven workshops and that's all you can go to. But now you can go home and then you can watch, we can rewatch those ones that you watched live, but you can also watch the ones that you weren't able to attend. That also allows you to have those God moments where you, you see somebody you really want to, you, you hit it off with somebody, you want to talk with them, be like, ah, but my workshop is starting. It's okay. You, you can watch it at home later. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. What if I want to attend the conference, but I can't get there in person? Can I just do the whole thing online or parts of it online? Um, is there like a separate online pass that I could buy? That's the digital access pass. So okay, if you can't come access. in person, it's a digital access pass and it's $179. And that gives you six week access to the keynote sessions and the 40 plus workshops. Plus also um, joining our private Facebook group for the conference. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have some a few Zoom events, interaction for people who are doing the digital access. I could do either a digital pass only if I'm not able to attend the in-person conference, or I could attend the in-person conference, go to as much stuff as I want to go to there. And I also will have access for six weeks to all the digital workshops and the keynotes. Yes, that will be included in the cost of the in-person registration. That's a really good deal, friends. Yeah, also. That's a deal. (laughs) So tell us about the deal. You're having a flash sale, which starts today. Yes, on, November 29th. Uh, November 29th. It goes through December, December 3rd. Mm-hmm. So just a one week flash sale. So tell us how much that is and what we're going to get for that price. Well, that's $279 for the in-person registration. And that includes the general sessions, 40 plus workshops, one optional coaching and critique appointment, <laughs> one round table, and you can enter the writing contest we have. You get entry to the Facebook group and you get your complimentary digital access pass. Plus you can choose to pay $40 extra to have an editor and agent appointment, or you can choose for the pre-conference crew session like Laura's for $149. This is the flash sale price only after this week, week, the price will increase, correct? Yes. Correct. So you can go to westcoastchristianwriters.com and look at the registration page there to see the various price points for all these things that Sarah has just been reviewing with us. The conference is in the San Francisco Bay Area, and Sarah, this is being hosted at your home church. Yes, it is. Yes. So tell us a little bit about uh, where it's going to be and how we can get there, especially those of us that are flying in from other states or other parts of California. Yeah, um, it's in Brentwood, California, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area. Most people in the Bay Area know Brentwood for corn. Um, it's the agricultural region of, of the Bay Area, but it is come into its own, a, a nice little suburb. And it's at Golden Hills Community Church, which, as Laura said, is my home church. And it's fun. It's um, We've got a, a large campus with lots of beautiful new rooms and state-of-the-art facilities. And everybody's really excited about this. Lots of restroom stalls. <laughs> Ladies, this is huge. <laughs> yes. It's kind of funny, yes. but yes, it's true. And the nearest airport is Oakland. You can also fly into San Francisco or San Jose just a little bit further. You can either rent a car. If you want to, you can take BART. Come straight from um, the Oakland airport or the San Francisco airport and take it straight out to Antioch. And we will arrange ways to pick you up. You can Uber it. You can um, hook up with friends and take rides. We're working on um, transportation at this point. There are nearby hotels. BART goes there. We can rent a car. We could carpool, join the private Facebook group so that we could maybe like people like me that are flying in from Seattle. There may be other people that are going to the conference from the Seattle area. In fact, there's always a lot of people from Washington that go to West Coast Christian Riders. And so we might get together in the group and uh, start private messaging each other and rent a car together and carpool together to the venue. So there's lots of different options for getting there. Yeah, I think actually that would be a really great option if you know four people get together rent one car um, then you have some transportation when you're at the conference too say you just want to go out someplace different for dinner but there's a lot of different ways we can work it out and you said that there's some food that's included in the price is that a lunch both days well lunch is actually a slight add-on it's like 14 dollars for the lunch but it'll be on campus there's a big multi-purpose room where we'll be eating our lunch 
We'll have snacks and coffee throughout the day. Breakfast will be either at the hotel or for those people who are driving, who live locally, they can just have breakfast mm -hmm. at home. The church is surrounded by malls. So if you ah. don't want to go to you know, have the lunch that we're having, you can go across the street to Mimi's or to, there's a Chinese restaurant, there's a Chili's, there's a Burger King, you know, A&W. <laughs> so you can literally walk half a block and have something different if you want to. Or if you had special dietary needs, exactly. you could bring a sack lunch. Bring a sack lunch. And there's an outdoor, there's one lady who has severe allergies and she can't even be around certain foods. There's an outdoor eating mm -hmm. area that's covered. Is there anything, any concluding thoughts or encouragement that you would like to leave with our listener today? I would love for our listeners to have caught not only the excitement about this conference, but the necessity mm -hmm. of Christian Writers Conferences. If you've never been to one, <laughs> not only is this the one to come to, but it's time for you to do the writing that God told you to do. We didn't say for you to write, right? <laughs> like you said, God told you to write. <laughs> and so I want you to look at it like if you were called to be a doctor. You know, people are called to be a doctor, but that doesn't mean that they walk into a hospital that day and start operating. No, they go to medical school. So think of writers' conferences like medical school. Yes, you've been called to write your book, your article, your Bible study, but God has also placed all of these people here for you to hammer that <laughs> into the shape of the actual vision. Make it happen. I just want to press the importance of community. We've all been isolated the last um, year and a half, going on two years now. Writing is a very solitary profession, and many of us don't know anybody in our actual community who write, so we are the oddballs, and it is so wonderful to get together with other writers and realize, oh, I'm not the only oddball. These people get me, and they can encourage me, and we, I can encourage them, and we teach each other, we learn from each other. So the sense of community that you get at a writer's conference that's worth the cost of admission by itself. You know, even if you don't go to any workshops, that sense of community, meeting other people who are along the same journey you're on is, is just, it's priceless. And I would add that wherever you're at in your writing journey, if yes. you are a brand new writer or you don't even feel like you can call yourself a writer yet, but you, as Sharon said, you're feeling this calling and you're ready to start stepping into that calling or you have been published many, many times and are a best-selling author. The cool thing about Christian Writers Conferences is that everyone is welcome wherever you are in your writing journey. I highly recommend West Coast Christian Writers as a really good place to start out if you've never been to a writers conference before, because what you can do, you can take Sharon and Sarah times about 300 or however <laughs> many people will be at that conference. And that's what you're going to experience for two full days. Oh, Lord, you're scaring them away. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter, fun, maybe a few tears, and a lot of learning and a lot of connecting with other people. And thank you so much, Sharon and Sarah, for joining me today for the podcast. And listener, I would love for you to, if you have questions about West Coast Christian writers, to join the discussion in the professional writer podcast community. That's our Facebook group and West Coast Christian Writers also has a Facebook group and I'll put the links to both of those in the show notes. We are all here to support and encourage and challenge and learn from one another. So just head on over to bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast for more information and to get to know Sharon and Sarah a little bit better. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next time.